you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey there, and welcome to episode 102 of the Retail Transformation Show. I'm Oliver Banks, your host and your guide to being able to successfully deliver your retail transformation. The retail industry is facing intense disruption right now, and you must have a strong will to really change and to really evolve. And today, we're going to be diving into that strong will to understand what it means and how you can really foster your strong will to change. Show notes from this episode are going to be available over at obandco.uk slash 102. obandco.uk slash 102 for episode 102. And you're going to want to head over there to make sure that you sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. It's absolutely free and it gives you insight and ideas and inspiration about what is happening around the world of retail transformation and it's going to land into your inbox every single week and there'll be an extra resource which will be coming very soon but you'll have to listen to the end to find out what that extra resource is going to be that's also going to be landing in your inbox as part of that so do sign up for the retail transformation briefing you can do that at the show notes obandco.uk slash 102 Now, the whole coronavirus pandemic has accelerated some of the shifts that have been happening for a long time, really, in many ways. In particular, digital adoption and the move to online and omni-channel shopping has really increased. Now, I'm not saying that online is everything, but I am saying that the pandemic has really forced many companies to change quickly. I'm sure you've heard all of the stats about we've changed a certain number of years and a certain number of weeks or months, right? You know what I'm talking about here. So coronavirus in many ways has forced us onto the burning bridge that has encouraged us slash made us (laughs) change and evolve, right? But for all of the rapid change that we have seen over the past few months, transformation generally is not one of those instantaneous things that allows you to get next day delivery, shall we say? (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? next day delivery of your whole transformation program. Or perhaps you can just click your fingers and it instantly happens. That's not what transformation is about generally. It takes longer to do and it requires more careful, clever and intentional thinking by some really astonishing people that do rise to the challenge. So when you're talking about successful transformation, I tend to see three things coming together. And you may have heard me talking about these as the transformation trifecta previously on the podcast. So these three things are number one, a strong will to change. Number two, an achievable approach. And number three, the right people to do it. And so when these three collide at the same time in the same place, your transformation has much greater chance for success. But if, like a three-legged stool, if you are missing one of these three elements, things start to get a little wobbly and the transformation will stumble and fall. So if you do not have an achievable approach, for example, what will happen is you'll find that you'll be wasting the great talent that you do have. 
and you'll be breeding confusion and regret as people rush around doing lots of things, but kind of in a headless chicken mode with no real coherence. And ultimately, the approach will be muddled so it won't come through and it won't have that big impact that you need. But let's say that you're missing the right people to do it, but you do have that strong will, you do have that achievable approach. What's going to happen is that you are going to feel trapped. You're going to feel like a spectator. Your expectations are all set to be completely dashed and smashed apart, and you're going to find yourself ruining and mourning for the lost opportunities that are just going to bypass because you can't do transformation without the right people. But then if you do not have a strong will to change, then you're going to be left with frustrated, demotivated teams. They know what to do and they have the skills to do it and they're ready to win, but they're just not allowed onto the pitch, basically. There's going to be so much unfulfilled and untapped potential, it's going to feel a bit like the organisation is banging its head against a brick wall. So a strong will to change is absolutely a key element that forms a successful transformation. And I thought it would be useful to dive into this in a whole lot more detail today to really explore what it means and more importantly, what you can do to help foster and encourage a strong will, not just in yourself, but in the entire organisation. So let's start with what does it mean? What does a strong will to change actually mean? Well, for me, it comes down to being dissatisfied with the status quo, recognising that the place that you are in right here, right now, is not suitable. You need to evolve. You need to change. You need to transform. And that all starts with honesty about where you are right now. If you are sitting there with your rose-tinted glasses on, let's say, (laughs) you're not going to see the real world and you'll never understand the status quo and thus perhaps the danger that you could be in. So you're never going to be able to build that strong will because where you are in looks pretty comfortable and the road ahead looks pretty comfortable too. Hey, why change, eh? But if you take an honest view of where you are, of where the business is and where it is going, then perhaps you will feel a little unsettled, a little uncomfortable. Perhaps you will feel that things need to change, that you need to muster some force inside yourself, inside the organisation that will drive you forward. So how do you get dissatisfied with the status quo? Well, there are a few different ways of doing it and broadly, they divide into two main chunks. Firstly, this could take the form of an external action or activity. Now, this could be a bad set of results or a profit warning or some other form of extreme financial pressure that is very public. It could look like some performance trends that are all in the wrong direction. And frankly, you'd rather look at that graph upside down, shall we say. (laughs) Now, these performance trends perhaps are private measures. Maybe they are KPIs or maybe there are other performance indicators that you know are leading measures. That is, they show you that a problem is coming as opposed to perhaps the bad results, which I mentioned just a minute ago, which are more lagging measures that tell you that you already have a problem and it's already sitting quite comfortably on your turf. So looking at leading and lagging measures, it could be something like a new CEO or president or chairperson or other senior leader in the organization or in a division. These new people 
bring in new blood, new ideals, new ideas, a new agenda and different experience. They are the external action that mixes things up and causes people to be uncomfortable in the status quo. And finally, another type of external action that can cause you to build that strong will to change is an extreme situation. If you think back a few years to the financial accounting scandal at Tesco, for example, that crisis formed the start of Dave Lewis's transformation of that supermarket. Coronavirus is perhaps another example of an extreme action or activity. But you know what? I'd like to come back to that right at the very end because I've got a theory that I'd like to share with you. So do stay tuned for that and find out what my thoughts are on the coronavirus transformation effect. So those are some external actions that can force you to have a strong will to change. But you can also create your own internal strong will to change. This is internal inside yourself. And then you can spread that through the organization to create a strong organizational will to change. So Amazon, for example, have a culture that is relentlessly dissatisfied with the status quo. And that is what drives them to continue to evolve, to continue to push the boundaries and really up the game all the time. And in fact, creating this own internal dissatisfaction with the status quo is something that Joe Jackman mentioned on the podcast back in episode 87 and 88. So if you've not listened to that when he is talking about the reinventionist mindset, then do go and check out those two episodes. A great listen and a great book as well, The Reinventionist Mindset. So do check those out as well. But how do you do this? If you are not in Amazon and you do not have this culture of dissatisfaction with the status quo, what should you do? Well, here are some tips to help inspire an internal strong will to change. Really, it's all about getting in touch with your business and with your customers. So start by building some empathy with your customers by going shopping. Don't walk in like you're a big boss or you're someone important that people would recognize because what tends to happen is you will get the red carpet treatment. So do some secret shopping. And now, frankly, is the perfect time to do some secret shopping, particularly if you have stores, because you can wear a face mask and no one will recognize you. So you will not get the red carpet treatment that leaders in the business tend to get. And that's a good thing because you're going to understand reality rather than the fiction. Oh, and a quick word on which store to choose, please don't choose your flagship store. <laughs> Go to a store that is representative of normal life out in the back of beyond, because you probably already know the amazing service that you're probably delivering through your flagship store. But that's not what I'm asking you to go and see. That's not going to help you build the strong will to change, right? But it's not just about stores. Do remember, go online to your own website and order as a new customer would. Step through the same processes that you have to do for signing up. Make sure that you're browsing and really assessing the different products that you have available and the different propositions and all of the details about deliveries and returns and FAQs and blah, 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 blah. Do not make the assumptions that because you are who you are, you know what is going on and you know all the details. Put your brand new customer hat on and really live it through their eyes. And once you've done some shopping, now go and work with your colleagues on the front line. Serve in store. Go and pick some e-commerce orders. Perhaps sit in your customer service centers and talk 
or communicate with your customers and chat to your colleagues as well. By connecting with them, you can understand what really motivates them. You can understand what they fear, what's going to excite them about the future or what angers them about the business today. There's going to be some absolutely huge golden nuggets out there waiting for you if you take the time to see, to listen, to do and to understand. And remember to go and see what it's like for your competitors as well. Go through that same journey. Go and try shopping with them. Go and order from their websites. Experience and compare and contrast. See what is really great about your competitors and see where actually you're already doing better than they are. Now, of course, in this whole piece, you are not going to get a statistical sample of the experience or all of the different elements of your operation. But it will increase your empathy for your colleagues and for your customers. And that is going to be hugely important going forward. And it will really help to define your transformation. And remember, get your colleagues to do the same as well. Get your team to do the same. Have them go out and do some secret shopping. Have them go out and work side by side with the front line in your business. Not only will they be inspired by the business, but it's highly likely, hopefully, that they will inspire the business too. And the shared experience will be really important for actually bringing your team together to create that strong will inside the organization. Well, here's another way that you can help to build that internal will to change. Have a team workshop where you decide to be one of your competitors and your aim is to come up with the strategy that will put your own business out of business. See how fragile your business really is. See where your competitors are much stronger and play around with how you would destroy or kill your own business. Because again, harking back to that Joe Jackman interview, episode 87 and 88, if someone was going to reinvent your business, wouldn't it be better if it was you? I think it would be. So use the external factors and use the internal factors to build up this strong will to change. I propose that you rely on not just one or the other, but both at once. Obviously, don't wait around until you get a bad set of results. But if they are there today, then don't ignore them. Don't put your head in the sand. Use them honestly to fire you up and to fire up your team and the wider company too. And with this strong will that you are now building up inside yourself, inside the organization, consider the type of change that you are going to be needing to go after. And there's going to be two broad formats, incremental and fundamental. You have to do both. Incremental are the smaller optimizations that allow you to continually tune up your business, whereas fundamental changes are the bigger, well, more fundamental shifts in your business, right? The clues in the name. And you have to do both, as I say, and you have to have that strong will to do both as well, because you do not want to rely on just one or the other. They've both got to work in tandem to really excel you forward. So now you have a strong will to change in both an incremental and a fundamental way, but it's important to really harness that strong will or you risk frustration or inaction or letting that strong will dissipate. So here are five key actions that I'd like you to do to harness that strong will. First up, define a purpose. Yes, that's right. Here we are talking about purpose once again. It's so important. And this is a purpose both for your organization 
and for the transformation. Now, if you didn't catch last week's episode, episode 101-101 with James Bully, which was all about exploring and finding your purpose, then perhaps that is the next great listen for you and your playlist. So go and listen to that episode 101. So to find a purpose for your organization and for your transformation. The second key action is to highlight a sponsor. Now, this might be you or it might be someone else in the organization. They must be named and there must be one person. And that's something I actually feel quite strongly about, the fact that there must be one person. I've seen this co-sponsored or multi-sponsors coming up a bit more frequently over the past couple of years. And for me, the risk is just too great that there becomes dispute or confusion or contradiction or even just missed expectations between these two sponsors or multiple sponsors. So for me, there's got to be one sponsor and they must be clear with the transformation and they must be challenging and not satisfied with the current status quo. The sponsor should not only be a cheerleader, but they should be challenging and coaching and encouraging that transformation to grow, to get better, to get faster, to get bigger, to be more successful. Of course, there are times where cheerleading is important, but that's the multifaceted role of a sponsor. They must also be connected across the organization with a great network that helps understand and engage the different stakeholders across the business. And finally, of course, they must be committed. They must have that strong will to change and to transform. The third item is to gather market insight. Understand what is really going on. Now, of course, you've probably done some of this by building up that internal will to change, right? Going shopping, working with your colleagues in the front line. And you must look broadly, look at your competitors as well, but not just your classic competitors either. Consider what else is going on in your customers' heads, in their mind. What are the expectations that are being set for them, even if those expectations aren't coming in your own category or niche or niche? What is it your customers are seeing in other parts of their lives that they are going to be expecting from you? And perhaps that could be your next big opportunity to really delight them or get on the front foot. The fourth action is to define your strategic direction. Now, perhaps you already have a corporate strategy. Let's hope, and that would be great if you do. And hopefully your transformation will dovetail in nicely and really align with that strategy. And if not, then that's a huge alarm bell going off for you right now. One or the other is wrong and you need to start asking questions and start having conversations with those key people around the business to make sure that your strategy and your transformation are aligned and the purpose will come in really handy right there. So once you are clear on the strategic direction, which hopefully is prioritized as well, by the way, then you can be consistent with the focus and you can communicate to the organization what to focus on, meaning that it's going to be regularly recognized by the wider team and they will be ready to align too. So when you talk about getting your ducks in a row, this is it. This is lining your ducks up, okay? And this is really a key stage to forming the strong will across the organization where everyone understands what is going on, what you are intending to do, and why it's so important to do it. Plus, both for the business and for each of them as well. Help them understand the part that they play 
and what's in it for them. And finally, you must find and build the resources required to help make this achievable. That could be time, that could be money, that could be people, that could be headspace even, or frankly, probably all of the above. Without these things, it's going to be near impossible to come up with an achievable approach or the right people, frankly. So if you do really have a strong will to change, then be bold, be confident and make it happen. Set up the transformation for success by providing it with what it needs to be successful. Now, governance is another huge topic that's really important, but we've not really touched on in the podcast up to now. So I'd like to do a bigger focus on that in the not too distant future. And governance also plays out in having a strong will to change and having an achievable approach. So it's quite a key element here. So that's why I want to do a separate focus on it. Now, earlier on, I mentioned my thoughts about the coronavirus transformation effect. And I'm going to be coming back to that in just a moment. But just as we do come towards the end of the episode, I thought it'd be useful just to take a little stop check, just to think about all of the things we've spoken about today. So we've talked about finding that strong will to change inspired from external actions and internal actions. And we've talked about having a strong will to create both incremental changes and fundamental changes, both of them at the same time to optimize and to upgrade the business. And then, of course, we highlighted five key actions to help you harness your strong will and not let it get confused, not let it dissipate, not let it end in inaction. So those five actions were to have a purpose for your organization and your transformation, to highlight a sponsor, a single sponsor. You should be gathering market insight and understand what's going on in your customers' heads. You should be defining and aligning on the strategic direction for the organization, and you must find and build the resources needed to make this happen. And with this, you will build up a strong will to change in the organization that is such a key part of the transformation trifecta. Just before we do get to my coronavirus transformation effect, which I'm keen to hear your thoughts on, by the way. So if you are a new listener, then thank you for tuning in and do remember to hit subscribe in your podcast app and catch new episodes which come out every single week and scroll back through the archives as well. There's a ton of great episodes in there for you. But if you are an existing listener, then thank you once again for tuning in. And if you wouldn't mind taking a minute or two just to leave a review, particularly on iTunes, that would be so appreciated. It really helps more people to discover the podcast and get on the retail transformation bandwagon. Now, I did mention as well, there's going to be a new resource for you. And I'm writing a new white paper that is helping you to identify the different elements of the transformation trifecta and really foster a successful transformation right from the go. So if you want to get hold of that first, be sure to subscribe to the Retail Transformation Briefing, which will not only get you access to that white paper as soon as it is available, but you'll also stay in touch with the latest going on in the world of retail transformation. You'll learn the latest trends as they develop. And of course, you'll get insight and guidance absolutely free. And it's in your inbox every single week. So you can sign up right now at obandco.uk slash 102. That's the show notes page, obandco.uk slash 102. Well, hey, reach out, 
and email me oliver.banks at obandco.uk. It'd be great to hear from you. Now, coronavirus has, of course, inspired a huge amount of change across retail and many other industries as well, of course. So it's really created quite an interesting conundrum in many ways. Because has it created a strong will to change? Or has it been a legal requirement to change? So my view is that coronavirus has created a false will. You have to do it. You have to change. You have to transform. No questions, no options. You have to act. And for many organisations, this has come through and it's represented itself as delivering some changes really quickly. When frankly, those changes have been stuck in the pipeline for a number of years quite often. So the whole pandemic has really forced the organization's hand. It's made those changes happen. So this isn't a bad thing. This is just an effect of the coronavirus, I think. And it's probably true for any extreme situation as well. But I don't want you to fall into the pitfall of thinking that you are now a transforming organization or that you have transformed. Just because you have made a successful change, it doesn't necessarily mean that you do have a strong will to change or frankly, any of the other elements to change as well. Now, a forced hand is capable of many things, but to intentionally and proactively transform requires more skill and more will. And that's when you must build this strong will to change. That's when you must find this achievable approach. And that's when you must gather the right people to do it. Don't think that you have transformed. Don't think that you are now a digital superstar business. There are plenty more things that you must do. There are plenty more things to focus on and you must muster more energy than the forced hand gives you. And that energy, of course, will come from having a strong will to change. We can do this and I believe in you and I'm going to be here ready to help and support you. I look forward to joining you in another episode very soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.